And welcome to the VSA Capital Tech and Transitional Energy Podcast. It's uh, Thursday, the 27th of July. And um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good at the moment, actually. What about you, Phil? I'm very good, Andrew. It's a bit cloudy outside, but it's at least it's not raining. No, it's not. It was pretty dry on the golf course. So quite happy. Went round in a uh, 31... Um, Whatever it's called, you know, when you... Um, stable, stable. Stable food. My memory's yeah. gone. Clearly I spent too much time in the 19th hole. Uh, but I was with a client. <laughs> I knew... You're allowed would... to do that. You um, certainly are. So just for, just for clarity's sake, I am not doing this podcast drunk, but I have had maybe a couple of um, whatever's in the uh, 19th hole. Anyway, uh, have we got any general overview of the market? Oh, it's tricky, isn't it? Everybody's on holiday at the moment. Liquidity is still down to zero. I have spoken to a few PE players down here, actually, and PE is clearly becoming increasingly hard. One, because they've got nowhere to sell their businesses to because the equity market's shut. Uh, two, they can't use leverage anymore uh, because interest rates are much higher. And thirdly, I think the government is going to start clamping down on all these tricks of offsetting interest against profits. And I did notice the other day Heathrow, which has got nothing to do with this podcast particularly, but they were moaning that they'd lost money um, and that surely, therefore, the caps on the uh, landing charges they have should be removed. And I did notice quite accurately in a, a newspaper report, they did point out that the reason they're losing money is simply they've got so much debt and the debt is costing them a fortune. And if they didn't have all that debt, they'd actually be making a bloody fortune themselves. Uh, and therefore, it's it's the chickens coming home to roost, as they say. All these highly leveraged private equity games that used to make money because interest rates were so low are going to move into loss makers. And I do see, I mean, personally, I would not be putting any money into private equity whatsoever. I think it's an absolute loser's game at the moment. And actually, UK equities are probably about the cheapest asset class on the planet at the moment. It's just they have no liquidity. So if you've got cash, UK equities look fantastic. Anyway, on that note, Phil... Uh, yeah. I'm sure you you obviously agree with everything I say because you don't have any choice. No, that's not true. You can disagree if you want. Do you agree <laughs> or disagree? Uh, well, I agree with you. And the other the other body that's in trouble with its debt, of course, is the government. Uh, oh. And there's been plenty of <laughs> news out on that. What's the interest payment now? Double the defence budget. Well, it's ludicrous. But of course, the problem is the government wants pension funds to keep buying bonds because they keep selling them to them to increase the debt. That's why they've never really said, let's get them into equities, because then who the hell is going to buy their, their, their bonds? But actually, the government should stop issuing bonds. It's just got to learn to live within its means. Uh, that's what we do as private individuals. Um, unfortunately, we're more intelligent than most government ministers who are as thick as two short planks. Right, then. Actually, <laughs> they're pretty short. No, they are very hardwood. They, just, they don't know anything. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Now, anyway. moving, yes, moving on swiftly before you get your bank account closed, Andrew. Um, uh, we'll... Oh, poor Alison Rose. I mean, you know, she's going to be paid off millions for saying naughty porky pies about Nigel Farage. Uh, do not take on Nigel Farage. Whatever you think of him, he's a very intelligent man. <laughs> there we go. Well, listen. Let, I would actually get... say the same about me. Anybody listening to this or any, you know, blogger or whatever who tries to take me on. Don't take me on. I'm quite smart on the court. And also get your facts right if you do try and take me on, because most of them get them wrong and actually then look really, really stupid. 
Anyway, we come on, move on to tech and transfer. Take oh, me off this chatter and start talking about companies. I, I shall indeed. I shall indeed. So let's get on to some good news because we need some. Um, and firstly, I guess the US economy uh, news on uh, GDP uh, that in the uh, GDP increased in the US by 2.4% in the April to June period, which was better than 2% that was expected by Dow Jones. So that is good positive news. Yeah, um, but on that point, the point yeah. is, though, it's all priced in, all right? Personally, I would be a seller actually at the moment of US stocks because they are so highly rated. Uh, I would sell global stocks and move into UK smaller mid cap, which are so cheap. Most asset allocators, by the way, are doing the exact opposite, but they are literally, they are buying the top of the market. So many people fall into that trap. Uh, no, out of US, out of global, into UK smaller mid cap. You need balls to do it, but I'll tell you what, that's the move. Well, that's a very interesting one. We'll get on to US results quickly and, and some of those shares that really have, if you look at the share prices, you know, back at uh, December, the, you know, the end of last year, uh, and then at the end of two years prior, there was an almighty hump and then a decline in tech valuations, and they've been bouncing back, you say, Andrew, very strongly since. Um, and, you know, the, the re results are coming out in the States, and uh, basically just a couple, the chip industries have a few producing results. Texas Instruments reported their second quarter um and they saw a three percent sequential increase in q2 revenue but overall down 13 percent from a year ago and this was weakness in ti's most of its end markets are reported particularly personal electronics um and communications equipment so you know sort of consumer related uh, but this automotive down a bit as well and stm microelectronics again nyse listed they reported q2 uh, in line with guidance in terms of revenue, uh, margins increased, and they said uh, that they had strong performance in automotive and industrial, partially offset by lower revenues in personal electronics, consumer. Uh, NXP again, they reported semiconductors, um, similar thing, strength in automotive, core industrial comms infrastructure uh, that they were seeing. So that was just to give you a feel of, you know, what's happening within demand. And then in terms of sort of you know, and that's product demand, looking at you know, the wider sort of economy and advertising meta. I don't know if you caught their results, Andrew. Um, and they had, and their shares are up, and this gets onto what you're saying, they're up 148% year to date. And bear in mind, it's one of the, you know, what they call the fangs, the biggest US stocks, and they're in a lot of the US tracker funds. Um, and they reported second uh, quarter revenues up by 11%. Remember, they've been, their share price has been getting hit because of declining, potential declining ad revenues, uh, you know, on a weak, on a probably weakening economy. But they are now um, suggesting, certainly analysts forecasting, it's suggesting growth of uh, up to 15% in the coming quarter. And it's AI, and they're saying AI has been driving a lot of their ad growth because it's smarter ways of attracting advertising. And Microsoft had results as well. Uh, and their shares are up 41% year to date. Uh, getting back to, you know, again, what you're saying, Andrew, in terms of the, you know, the market strength in the States. Uh, and they saw, and this is something we've been talking about, it's business investment. Um, their revenue growth of 8% to $54 billion. But within that, the cloud revenue, which is mainly a lot of it's into businesses, was up by 15% within the quarter. 
and yet Windows, you know, in a more traditional, um, the product that goes, goes into particularly consumer, that was weaker. So a lot of strength in cloud, particularly driven by AI, uh, people, you know, AI developers using their platforms. So that was that was quite interesting from the state side. And these are just coming through these results. Yeah, look, I think as, as we spoke many times on this podcast, I'm a great believer in AI. Uh, I've got quite a few investments in my pension fund that way, particularly the Sanlam AI fund. Uh, and I will continue to hold it, by the way, even though what I, I said is is I still stick with it, but I just, I'm not a trader. I just think at the moment, having a bit of a short-term peak, the multiples are, are a little bit too high. Uh, and that's why I would actually be switching out of them, even though the results are coming in well, and over into the UK smaller mid-cap. But it, there's nothing wrong with the companies. I just think the valuation has got out of control. Short-term. Yeah, short-term, absolutely. Well, let, listen, let's swiftly move on to the UK and one of our biggest tech companies, uh, Sage. The Sage Group, man. If you're running a business, you've got to be using, bound to be using Sage accounting software. Of course, there are others like Zero, but it's a big accounting software and HR payroll company, Sage. Um, and and they, we do use them. At, we do use them at VSA. Yeah. That's how your payslip comes every month, Phil. <laughs> I know, Andrew. When I log into Sage, right? Listen. <laughs> Well, not really comment on my payslip. They reported uh, this is nine months, first nine months of the year, their financial year revenue. Revenues, and there's a really good set of results here. Nine months to June 23. Revenues up by 10% to 1.6 billion. Um, their recurring revenue was increasing by 12%, something that uh, we look very closely at. And within that, they saw a 29% rise in Sage Business Cloud revenue. So at 1.2 billion, um, and this was a, so this was a trading update. And just looking regionally, at what's happening to them? Uh, recurring revenue in North America was up by 16% to 702 million. That's out of that 1.6 billion. Um, and in the UK uh, IA region, which they quote, I'm not sure what the IA stands for, but anyway, that was up by 11% to 456 million. Um, and strength in cloud for small businesses. Uh, yeah, amazing. Good, good, strong set of results there. I mean, Sage is a is a quality company. Actually, it's uh, um, it's no question about that. I don't think uh, it's yeah. had a, again pretty good run. Well, it's obviously had a phenomenal run from about two thousand dollars. I think in the short term, it's had a really, really good run. It's just one of those great companies, and it's British, which is fantastic. So. Yeah, yeah, abso- absolutely. Now, one that's not been having such a good run. Um, but we, I, I think it will do for the rest of the year. It was one of my, it was my pick for the year was Centralnic, which is Scenic is the S uh, CNIC is the ticker, 351 million market cap. Then a trading update uh, to the end of June, and and Centralnic software um, is used to distribute domain names. So of course, if anyone with a website needs a domain name and they they maintain those domain names, distribute them companies that require them they also have um, online marketing uh, software um, and uh, monitoring software you know, monitoring software to protect brands online and consultancy services around that so domain names are IP and, and this is all about managing IP online uh, they had revenue reported revenue of six months in June of uh, they, they reckon the trading update member it's a uh, 396 US million US dollars um, and Adjusted EBITDA, net revenue gross product because of wholesale sales in here. So, uh, yeah, the, the net revenue of uh, $91 million and EBITDA of $44 million. Um, and these are increases of 18%, 11%, 15%. But basically, good, strong, organic growth from the business. Uh, has cash of $83 million. It's paid a maiden 
dividend, uh, debt 68 million in there, but generated, I reckon it generated a net of about 21 million. So it's high cash generation. It's been buying its shares back um, as well, purchasing back during a period of 13.7 million dollars of shares. So that is Centralic. Yeah, very good. You've, you've talked about that quite a lot. So yeah, uh, I do like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So All right, fine. keep going. Right. Okay. So that's well, we're talking about software a lot. Let's move on to kind of hardware and engineering, the engineering side of tech. Rolls Royce had a trading update. Um, but you know, just to point out this, obviously a new CEO is in place, setting new expectations and analysts setting their forecasts. So they had a trading update against those. Uh, this was a half year. Uh, and they're expecting underlying profits of 660 million to 680 million, free cash flow of 340 million, uh, which I'm sure the market was very pleased about. They've raised their full year guidance um, and they're estimating free cash flow of 0.9 billion to 1 billion. What was interesting for me in this, Andrew, actually, you know, depending with respect to where guidance has been set and expectations uh, by the new management team, was what was happening within their individual sectors. Um, particularly they've seen a good turnaround in their aerospace business. And remember, people are flying a lot more aircraft and needing a lot more maintenance. Uh, and this benefits uh, Rolls-Royce, whose engines are used on aircraft, and they're expecting profits of 400 million compared with a loss of 79 million. And also defense, which we talked about generally, defense spend, inevitably. Um, but their profits, they're expecting profits of 260 million compared with 189 million. So that was that was pretty good for them. So just Sort of keeping on the theme of, of, of engineering, you know, aerospace is an important sector for tech, as is automotive. Um, and UK car production was up by 12% the first half this year to 450,000 units. What was interesting for me in this was that it's still 32% down on the 2019 level. Um, and automotive is hugely important for our economy uh, because of GDP. Eight out of 10 of these cars are exported. So, Bit of recovery there, but certainly not back there yet. No, I, I, you, and you, I think you can understand why, to be honest. I think people are yep. just holding on to yep. their cars a little bit longer than they used to. Yep, big, uh, big I ticket. Know, I know I am. <laughs> yes, I know you are. So, so am I. Uh, yeah, and, uh, onto <laughs> onto ones that we're not buying because we perhaps not got the funds or holding back is uh, Aston Martin. At uh, Aston Martin Lagonda, they had. A interim results for their six months. Uh, this company's been heavily loss making. It's been turned around by a lot of stroll on the team there. It's had investment in, I think, from the PIF, Andrew. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but they saw revenue up by 25%. What is interesting is their average ASP price of their cars increased, was selling price um, increased by 14% to £212,000. Called blimey. Um, but something that's Interesting on this, this the auto industry really is changing globally, in turn, and it's EV that's driving a lot of this change. Um, is that they uh, struck a cash and shares deal valued at 182 million with Lucid. This has been previously reported. Uh, and Lucid are taking a 3.7% stake in Aston Martin, but it's to give Aston Martin access to Lucid's powertrain uh, technologies and future battery electric vehicle models. Or technologies potentially so you know a lot of these auto companies as they're moving to ev are needing more and more tech which is good for the tech companies are exposed to this well that's what an ev is really isn't it it's, it's a computer with an ev train um there's not much else to it other than a shell i mean you know if you look at a tesla it's an ipad 
with a load of batteries and an EV motor and inverter, isn't it? Yeah, battery management system and uh, software controls. So yes. yeah, it, they are completely tech. Uh, that is the future. They are totally techie. Right, uh, Volex, uh, VLX, 515 milli market cap. They had a trade. So this is electronics components. They had a three months uh, trading update to the end of June. Um, and they, um, Volex is a provider of specialist power cores and connectors. Um, they have their own manufacturing services. They, you know, they supply electronic uh ev charging solutions inevitably uh consumer cable harnesses for consumer electronics um, but also specialist cables for data high-speed data transfer um you know for data centers and data center power solutions as well uh in terms of trading performing in line with management expectations uh, and expecting year-on-year -year organic growth of six and a half percent uh, for the first quarter. So that was, and they, they've announced they've won some new customers, um, but still seeing strong growth in data centers uh, because of demand from AI, strong data centers, but also in the EV markets as well. So that was uh, Volex. And staying with electronics components, Discover IE, uh, which ticker is DSCV, 788 million market cap. They're the trading update as well. Uh, for the three months ending March. This is Electronics Components, and they have uh, four key markets, 77% uh, revenues, that's renewable energy, uh, transport, electrification, again, automotive, charging infrastructure, and medical, industrial, and connectivity sort of together. Uh, right, and they have said uh, positive trading momentum in the final quarter last year continued into the current year. Uh, in line with the board's expectations, group sales 4% ahead of last year. 3% of that is all gone, uh, organic growth. So, you know, there's growth growth there. But um, so, you know, it's, it's quite interesting with the electronics businesses at the moment. Andrew is just, I think, they seem to be going pretty steadily. Um, you know, apart, and also remember there's an inventory there's been the inventory replenishment cycle as well, where there were massive shortages in electronics, then the inventory unwound. But what we're seeing here is, and that drop demand is demand, you know, demand recovering well and growing. Oh, look, we all know, I think that the, uh, despite what the IMF tries to say, actually UK PLC is doing pretty well, uh, despite, you know, also what the government's trying to do to it. So we, we just keep walking up, work, you know, getting on with it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So we've talked, you know, you were saying about the UK market um, being undervalued, but we've talked about some pretty good companies here that are well worth having a look at, we think. Don't disagree. Very good. Uh, is, is that about it, Phil? Or um, A couple of others that were not so well. Uh, Trackwise Designs. Uh, little one, TWD, this is a piece of uh, printed circuit board specialist in electronics. Uh, they had reported they won a tier one uh, customer. They're now saying that they uh, will no longer have that contract. Uh, the board's been reviewing uh, options for the company, uh, announced it was going to pursue a sale. Uh, that was initiated, but uh, looks like that's not come through and the company has filed for it's going to appoint administrators. So, uh, whereas a, a slightly different tech, AMTE, which we've talked about a little bit, it looks so uh, they've managed to 
just about the last minute find somebody who has done an equity um, rescue for them. Does that, yeah, that's in battery uh, battery tech, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so you, you know, never, they never just about managed to save themselves, but I suspect the uh, dilution to existing shareholders could be fairly horrific. But let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. Yeah. So there, there we are. So that's about it for me. I mean, there are, as I say, Andrew, US reporting season. So we'll have more more news from that um, next week. And of course, any more trading updates, results, etc. That, that come through. Yeah, well, we're August next week. So it all goes very, very quiet as everybody goes on holiday, although I will be returning back to the office. But again, as usual, if anybody's got anything we want to discuss, disagree with us, please do tell us, etc, etc, etc. But thanks, Phil. Um, we'll speak again next week. Always a pleasure. I look forward to chatting with you.